The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, episode 89. Welcome to The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai. I'm your host, Dr. Yishai Barkadari, psychologist and adaptability coach to entrepreneurs and business leaders. I believe that working on your business is more important than working in your business. If you want to achieve your business goals and dreams without the cost and pain of having to make every mistake yourself, then The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai is the podcast for you. I'm here to help you learn from the lessons of entrepreneurs and business leaders to help you work on yourself and your business so that you can save time, energy, and grow faster. For those of you new to the show, The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai presents three new episodes each week on Insight Sunday we dive into the minds of business leaders through insightful guest interviews. On Story Tuesday, we dig deeper with them and learn firsthand from their stories, hard-earned lessons, and experience. On Thrive Thursday, it's just you and me on the couch, where you'll hear scientific research, my thoughts, and tangible tactics to adapt and grow yourself and your business. Grab a proverbial seat and listen up so you can learn from the minds and mistakes business leaders and apply their wisdom to your life and business. My Story Tuesday conversation with Maurice was so packed and full of stories and lessons that I just had to share it all with you, and that meant giving it to you in two parts. On Sunday, Maurice shared lessons that he learned from mistakes and setbacks that have since become the backbone of the incredible work he does as a leader and entrepreneur, including a story of a Mercedes exec walking out on him right in the middle of his big pitch meeting. Today, our conversation continues with Maurice sharing the pivotal stories and moments for him like what he learned from losing all the clients at his PR firm and how he turned those experiences into the foundation of one of the most powerful arms of OX and his own marketing academy. Before we dive in, I wanted to share that the Business Couch with Dr. Yishai is brought to you by Adaptability Coaching and Consulting. If you lead a seven-plus-figure business and want to reach the next level for yourself and your business, If you have passions, goals, and dreams, and want to continue to strive as a team, a leader, and a visionary without risking burnout, if you have overcome challenges, developed wisdom, and know that adapting is not just for surviving, but a core part of thriving, then adaptability coaching is for you. With psychology and neuroscience-backed tools, the 3D adaptation framework can show you how to tap into and harness the way our brains are uniquely designed for adaptation. You can learn to harness and leverage adaptability tools and frameworks to grow yourself and your company. You can learn to become fast, flexible, and formidable. You can learn to hone yourself further, to proactively adapt, to thrive, instead of reactively adapting, just to survive. To learn more, go to dryishai.com slash coaching. I would love to hear if it's okay to switch gears a little bit. Oh, sure. Have you had a situation arrive 
or a rise that really required a big pivot or a big adaptation or big kind of change. And I know for so many people and in so many industries, the pandemic was definitely an example of that. It can be that or a different example. I'm just kind of curious to hear about your experience of needing to adapt or pivot. Yeah, I had that when I stopped my agency because I didn't want to do music television anymore. I didn't want the agency anymore. For one, because I didn't make money, right? I was at the age where I was looking to found my family and really take the next step. But I knew I had to change a lot about me, how I dealt with adversary, how my education, I had to work on that. And so many things where I stopped. And then it took me three years where I changed each and every little thing about me. I ended up living in a different country, continent, speaking a different language, having a degree, different job, wearing suits instead of sneakers. And not having a wife, wow. everything, everything changed, mm. right? When I did this pivot, I lived in Cologne, Germany with my then girlfriend, no education, agency, didn't know what to do, a lot of financial pressure to then three years later, solid job, MBA in hand, and all of that, everything that I mentioned. Mm. So that was three years where it's like I dismantled my entire life and redefined who I am. Wow. So before and after, those two people couldn't be more different in terms of representation of who they are, would stand in front of you. So that is a pivot. It took a long time, though. It's not like one day or the other day. It's not the New Year's resolution, right? Yeah. It's not going to be that. It takes work. Three right? years is over a thousand days. Yeah. Of consistent, I'm sure, really hard work. Yeah. It took a yeah. lot. Do you mind sharing a little bit about what kind of set you on that pivot, on that journey of making that change, those many changes? The kickoff was this Daimler Chrysler meeting, right? Mm. Where I was like, oh, this is not working. And then I was like, okay, I can just learn a little bit more and talk to people and do whatever. But then our agency grew, got the bigger jobs, but the bigger the jobs became, the less comfortable I felt. And eventually we stopped. Mm getting the jobs because then all of a sudden our talent didn't carry us anymore right mm. for that we can always go on by care i know one of the crucial moments was that i created what i still think was a sensational concept for reebok at the time at the time we did a reebok a basketball tour for the rbk with ellen Ives, and we did a tour and i created a concept where i would bring a basketball tournament together with shopping, together with product testing, with research and all that together in one tour, touring Europe and making it a 12-month program, right? Where it was like an all-around and all kind of media and online and so on. And they bought the concept and handed it over to another agency and had the agency execute it and do so badly. It was not only that they took it and gave it to somebody else. I saw them do it badly too. It's mm. like, why didn't they allow me to do it, right? Because it was my idea. I knew every little bit about it, right? And so that's where I started doubting myself and mm. feeling really uncomfortable. And then other customers left me too because they needed to pivot to another agency that could provide them with more, right? And I had mm. good relationships with them personally. So I, again, my curiosity, I just asked them and they were like, listen, I cannot trust you guys taking this next step with us. 
Mm. And I was like, first of all, thank you, but wow, <laughs> son of a gun, right? That's a lot of slaps in the face. Yeah, and that took two and a half years. Mm. A lot of slapping that I got, right? And then eventually I prepared it for one year to exit the agency and to actually close the agency. I had a girl with me that I hired just two years prior. And there was like, like a job training program. And I knew when her three years would be over. And I was like, that is the end of it. Mm. So, yeah, it all culminated in this one, one point. And as soon as I stopped the agency, I looked for a new job and had a new job within a week. Mm. Wow. Got me on the other side. And there, again, the prophecies thing, the messaging thing, I met people that taught me a lot, that were several decades older than I was at the time. <laughs> And they told me a lot about, this is what you need to look at. This is why education is important. They really gave me the context mm. of why education is important. They were like, hey, you are here now and there's your class ceiling. And you're never going to break that ceiling because you don't have the credentials to do so. Mm. As soon as you have the credential, that's automatically going to put you here. Mm. Right? And I was like, okay. <laughs> And then I yeah, I started investigating and eventually I found University of Liverpool because I also wanted to work on my English. And I started the MBA program there and I met my wife and within a year we married and moved to New York and everything happened really fast and changed yeah. quickly. Yeah. What I'm hearing is that those two and a half years in the PR agency where you had the companies leaving you and you were bold enough and willing to ask and listen to it, what you heard was really an indicator of what had up until that point been a blind spot for you, something that you had either dismissed or missed for whatever the reasons yeah. were. And it wasn't like, oh, you one day just heard one person mention something and it was just like this big light bulb moment and everything in your life changed. It's that it was really about the pattern and the repeated feedback and the process really showed you in a way that you painfully, I'm sure, really uncomfortably, I'm sure it was a miserable yes. experience as it was happening. And those, I mean, those reactions, I'm sure were a big part of you saying, oh, there's definitely something that isn't working. And here are people who are, this comes back to the listening, telling me what it is, right? And that example, the example about Reebok that they worked with you and bought your idea and then they handed it to someone else is such an indicator of what you heard similarly from other places, which is yeah. there's some place that we know or experience you as being able to get us. And then there are limits. And it's really clear that when you hit your limit, there is no growing with you. There's no growing together. And that was the problem they kept kind of jamming their finger on, which I'm sure was a very uncomfortable thing. It's like having someone really kind of jam their finger in you over and over again until <laughs> like kind of break skin as it were, thick skin. But that's how we all are in so many areas. And I really appreciate you sharing that because I think it underscores, one, that it's okay for us to take time to learn something. And sometimes we don't get it the first or second time. And it's not mm -hmm. always necessarily important or helpful to just jump in the first and second time, be like, well, this didn't work out. So there must be something that I didn't know or realize. But to kind of take that over time. So it's okay for that to take time and also... It's a process and that process can build up and then it's going to accumulate slowly over time as you make those changes, which it sounds like once you were really on board with that, 
once you had gotten the message and you had even mentioned mentors, teachers, people who showed you and gave you the context and how important the context is. Again, it reminds me of the briefings you talked about that you got in PSYOPs, the importance of that context to help you understand what you can expect and why and how that really fits into taking those next steps for you. Yeah. So, so powerful. So thank you so, so much for sharing that. If it's Absolutely. okay, I want to jump right into another couch round because we are, again, sure. coming up on the end. Time is making fools of us. <laughs> Excellent. So first question is, what's one thing you know now that you wish you knew when you were getting started? Oh, there's so much of it. I think the most important one is, again, the education. There's nothing, and that's what I do mentorships. It's you got to learn your stuff. And the -hmm. second one is don't be afraid to ask. Mm. Be curious. Not just curious and go around and try to find something. Offensively go out there and try to ask people. Ask them for help. Mm. And you will be surprised how helpful people are how willing to help they are. If obviously you approach them in the right way and Mm -hmm. get them at the right time. But people are immensely helpful and much nicer than one would imagine, right? Mm. Amazing. Thank you so, so much. From your perspective, what's the difference between a mistake and failure? Failure is if you don't learn from it. Mm. Because there's nothing that comes out of it for you. If you don't learn from it and you keep doing it over and over again, that is failure. Mm. We all make mistakes. It's kind of like fool me one kind of approach, right? Mm-hmm. Fool me once, shame on you, and so on. If you keep making the same mistake over and over again, and I'm not talking about making it once or twice or three times. I have friends that are stuck in the same situation and complain about the same situation for almost 10 years now. Mm. That I call failure. Right. So everybody hits a rough pitch. And <laughs> I know <laughs> by experience. And it takes yes. a while to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Right. But that is a mistake. I made a lot of mistakes financially mm-hmm. and all kinds of mistakes. But do you learn from it? Yes or no? That is the distinction between mistake and failure. Yes. And I really appreciate you sharing that. In that case, failure would be continuing to have the PR company and do the same things and never go to learn anything more and just either blame the companies or the world or whatever it is, or just complain and never kind of look at that and say, ooh, I was missing something or there's something I can learn from it. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. you really get to say that from experience. And I really appreciate (laughs) you sharing that experience from which it really, I think, is so much more impactful. So thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah, next, can you name someone who you can go to when you make a mistake and they'll respond by saying, okay, let's deal with this for now and then learn from it for later? Wow. I have a lot of people like that. Mm. My wife, my mom, a lot of my friends. There's many people like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you have a whole network of people who are close to you. Yeah. And all for different topics, right? Mm -hmm. That's something that I learned too. That's like different topics for everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have a lot of people that I can go to. It's not just one. Amazing. Thank you. Can you name one or more people that you've learned from their mistakes instead of just having to make your own? Yeah, a lot of my mentors, actually, that I saw them struggle and they were open to me and told me like, here, listen, this is how I feel and don't do that mistake. And yeah, and just watching people, watching other companies that I either consulted on from the outside or was a part of. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Thank you. What is more important, working in your business or working on your business? 
Wow. I would say neither. Mm. It is being emotionally engaged. For me, it's more important. The in or on doesn't matter. Mm. I work in a business and I work on a business for mm -hmm. me. But really the deal breaker is always, am I emotionally engaged? Yes or no? Mm. If that is a no, I have to change. Now, after everything that I went through, I'm really radical when it comes to that. I have no patience at all. I pull the string and like, no, that's not happening. You pull that ripcord and just dive out let of the it go. airplane. Yeah, I'm gone immediately. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. What is one thing that's coming up for you or your business that you're working on or really excited about? Well, I'm publishing my book. I don't know when this is going to air, but hopefully by then it's already out. So that's what I'm excited about and really establishing New York Marketing Academy with more courses and more content and working with more people and helping them out and learn what their realities are and trying to be of service. Yeah, thank you. So if you want, I would love to hear a little bit more. I know you talked a little bit on Sunday about your book. If you want to share a little bit more about the book and who the audiences are, I'm sure we'd all really love to hear that. And then maybe a little bit about your marketing academy and what it's currently doing and where you'd like to grow it and where it's going. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Thanks for that opportunity. So my book is really a workbook. It's a marketing book for the job starters, the startups, the career changers, and those people that just want to freshen up. Not on the philosophy of marketing, but on the day-to-day -day job of marketing. How do you really go out there and promote your product and start from having the product idea all the way to launching it eventually and doing mm. customer success on it and so on. So that's what the book is about. And it's really a workbook. So there's workbook elements where you can take notes and put your to-dos and key learnings and so on and note them right in the book. Then the Academy is really tied in with the book because some of the book content comes right out of the academy. And right now it's a block for the most part. It's a block and I'm trying to put in more and more courses that I'm recording right now and producing right now. But there too, I try to allow starting businesses and young talents and so on to freshen up on all those skills and engage with me and book like sessions with me at very, very low price. Because it's not that I say I want to be a millionaire because I've done academy. But I want to do something where I'm, again, emotionally engaged. Mm. If that pays some of my bills, I'm happy, right? But that is not the only motivator for me to do that, right? Because I already have a very well-paid job. Mm -hmm. I could just enjoy my evenings and my weekends and that'll be it. But that's the curiosity. I like to engage with people. I like to work on different projects. And that's what I try to do with both the book and the academy, which eventually are the same, really, because they're mm -hmm. so tightly knit together. They have the same mission, the same goal. You're bringing the same thing to people. Exactly. Just different vehicles. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Thank you so, so much. And thank you again for giving us a peek behind your success and underneath the car, as it were, with some of the, the messy and, you know, kind of difficult parts of it, the parts of it that really got some tuning up, needed some tuning up over time. Thank you so, so much for sharing your hard-learned wisdom. I think it's really rare and it's so powerful to learn from the challenges, the pitfalls, the lessons we learn the hard way, in addition to the successes. So really thank you so, so much for that. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope that you have gained as much as I have 
from listening to Marie's talk today, from what you've shared, Marie's today. First of all, on your lesson about education and how you learn that, the importance of education and learning and what happens when you don't invest in not just engaged in a curious way, but also really in a sequential, intentional way, beginner, intermediate, advanced, and really kind of building yourself further and further. The way that you learn that lesson personally from being someone who's really dismissive to having that kind of swift kick in the behind and then coming to a point of recognizing, oh, there is such an important, meaningful way that you can learn and grow and reach that next place and be in what you called the so emotionally engaged and being and giving to others. So thank you so, so much for that. Thank you also for sharing and talking about your big challenges around and what it took for you, the many slaps in the face that took for you to make this set of pivots for your life and to help us all see and hear and recognize that it's okay for us to make mistakes, even make them multiple times. Sometimes that really does happen. And not only that, but those experiences are only become failures when we refuse to learn from them for not just one or two or three times, but for like decades and how important it is to recognize. And sometimes it really does take multiple kind of hits to our blind spots or parts of things in our lives and, and in our businesses that aren't working in order for us to say, okay, I'm going to take a look at this and I'm going to really make that change. So thank you so, so much for that. I really cannot praise you enough for also bringing everything that you've learned fruition in your workbook, in your book, and through Marketing Academy. I thank you so much again for the opportunity. I, I really felt I've done a couple of podcasts and a couple of interviews. I, I interviewed people for a living almost a decade myself, and I really felt that comfortable in such a situation, especially now, right? Where everybody's in front of a screen and monitor and looks into the camera and, mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff. I really appreciate you taking the time and being guests in your show twice. And that's fantastic. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us today on The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai. If you enjoyed today's episode, take a moment to rate and review the podcast. It helps grow the show and gives more people like you the ability to learn and grow. You can also click the share button to share today's episode directly with someone you know who would enjoy it. The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai podcast artwork is made by Sam Barkadari, show notes by Yishai Barkadari, and music by www.purple-planet.com. The advice and opinions of the host and guests are our own. I'm a psychologist, but not your psychologist. The conversations and content of this podcast do not contain or create any psychology practice, diagnosis, or therapist-patient relationship with either the guest or the listener. So do your own research before using anything from this podcast. Thank you for listening. Remember, our thoughts and reactions affect our actions. By listening, we can learn from the challenges others face and the choices they make so that we can make better decisions and get better results. 